Welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast with your host, Aaron Sikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zakowski, and today I'm chatting with Cindy Abalasini. Cindy is the head of global partnership marketing at Multiplier, a global payroll and EOR platform for managing international teams. Before joining Multiplier, she was a marketing leader at other leading SaaS companies, such as Freshworks and Vajra. Hey, Cindy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you uh, uh, for having me here, Aaron, and happy to chat with you. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show. We, we worked together a bit in the past. Uh, you were working at a client of mine, um, so we had a great working relationship and got to know each other, and I'm excited to finally have you on the podcast. Yes, same here, and uh, I'm happy to see uh, how successfully you are running this podcast. It's because in our regular time work and we are taking away time for this out of passion is a great thing because I myself was a host of a podcast called Ebovi uh, uh, Leaders. I did two seasons of that and uh, now I'm in a break before commencing my third season. So I know the operations involved in this and uh, I'm amazed that consistently you're pulling it off. Well, thank you. Um, to get started, why don't you tell us just you know a little bit more about yourself and your career path and how you got into partnership marketing? So um, I, I, if I have to go uh, 13 years back, uh, so when, when I was done with my uh, MBA uh, in marketing and operations, I was very clear that I wa- wanted to pick up some uh, marketing job that I can do it on the field. So I joined uh, in an air conditioning company called Blue Star. Uh, it's an India role uh, where I um, joined them as a field marketer. I did three years there. And post that, uh, I got an exciting opportunity to start a marketing function from scratch for a big organization like Reddington. They are a $3 billion company and it's quite a big company, but they never had marketing. So they wanted to start. Um, you know, it was all decentralized. They wanted to centralize and start with me. Six years I was there and that was a IT hub. I was a B-Tech engineer uh, um, by um, my aunt, uh, UG's B-Tech uh, engineering. So uh, I found it very passionate to jump into the tech world. So um, Cisco, AWS, Microsoft, uh, uh, name any uh, big companies like IBM. I, I was working with everybody and learned a lot of things and learned a lot of things about channel marketing, uh, right? technology marketing, uh, etc. So that uh, made me to um, interact between a brand and the partnerships and I uh, understood the power of partnerships there right so I started loving uh, partnerships and partner marketing from there I wanted to niche myself into a SaaS industry so that's where Freshworks happened so they asked me to start the uh, function from scratch marketing again like global partner marketing and I found it very uh, exciting because first time I'm taking up a global role as well because Mm -hmm. I was taking care of India APAC then now I got the whole global role so I just stepped into there and it was an amazing journey. Three years there, again, started the function from scratch and scaled it up. From there, I moved to a startup called Vajro where we met and worked together, right? So I was getting their global uh, marketing as a whole engine. So um, there I got to do right from brand, product, all uh, uh, marketing, uh, right? Including partner marketing. Um, then now, uh, again, I'm back into my um, you know specialty that is uh, uh, global uh, partner marketing. So I joined Multiplier. As you said, uh, they are a UR provider and they take care of compliances. Um, 
entity management, uh, everything for those who wanted to hire globally. They need not worry about owning their uh, entity or managing their compliances, paying their uh, clients. They just need to worry about identifying the right talent. Rest all, multiplier will take care. So it sounded like a solution for partnerships. So there I went and like it's been four months there now and I'm into partnerships and I love partnerships. So I decided to continue my career in partnerships. Okay, great. So so maybe let's take a step back for for some of the listeners and maybe a little bit for myself and understand like what is partnership marketing? Uh, so uh, it, 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 it's simple, right? When you launch any campaign, it can be a digital campaign, it can be a webinar, it can be a, um, a, a event, anything. Imagine when you launch a campaign, you always wanted to sound thought leadership, right? You wanted to sound like a thought leader. You don't want a selling pitch, right? You wanted a solution pitch. You wanted to solve a problem. But being alone, uh, right? Uh, that's very impossible to do, especially in the SaaS company. Imagine any persona you're dealing with. It's a HR persona. It's a CFO persona. It's an IT persona. It's impossible for any company to develop a product that covers end-to-end needs, right? So when you go and solve a solution, for example, take multiplier as an example. So we solve a, uh, solve a particular problem of compliance management, global payroll, right? But before that, there are various other life cycles. Some they have to some somebody has to help them identifying the talents. Uh, we are helping in onboarding and managing them. But somebody need to identify. So I multiplier cannot start a recruitment company. It it don't work like that. It is not a scalable method, and you will not be able to specialize in your strengths. So I need to partner with or multiplier need to partner with a recruitment firm to fill that piece, right? And later someone comes, you need to. Um, uh, you need to have a proper HRMS uh, solution for them to be managed. Multiplayer don't want to get into HRMS building, right? Because we wanted to focus on our core of compliance and uh, um, global payroll management. So we'll partner with HRMS companies. Then uh, we will partner with visa partners, right? We don't want to do visa by ourselves. We want to do a visa partner. We don't want to do a payment uh, gateway by ourselves. We wanted to partner with HSBC or WISE or AAA kind of uh, a payment platforms. So in this way, when you do the proper partnerships only, you will be able to give a solution to your customer, not a product to your customer. When you give a solution only, you're solving customers' problem, right? So partnership marketing is part of it. So whenever you do marketing, you go along with partners and do a joint GTM co-selling or joint GTM co-marketing together mm-hmm. in order to educate, engage, and onboard, onboard or acquire your clients. So that's called partnerships and partnerships marketing. So, 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 so I understand a little bit better. So essentially it's borrowing other people's audiences. So if you're doing, you know, a go to market on content or new product launch or anything like that, you can get the word out faster by working with your partners to communicate your, you know, launch of whatever it might be, or even if it's not a launch to a broader audience, other than just that, that which your company has. Yeah, partially right, right. Uh, I, I would say instead of borrowing audience, I would say sharing audience because my customers will be their prospects, their customers will be my prospects. So both of us doing together, it's like, uh, you know, um, it's kind of uh, mutually beneficial. We are mutually mm-hmm. growing on each other, right? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and what types of partnerships are there? Are there different categories or ways that people think about it? So, uh Broadly, if you categorize, there are three types of partnerships. One is channel or reselling partnerships, where people will resell your solution, 
right it could there are there are resellers there are consultants there are solution providers you will you, who will add their services and resell your solution by themselves that they are channel partners mm -hmm. for uh, for each business the channel partners will vary for example for multiplier a channel partner is someone if a recruitment company decide to give your as their uh, uh, solution but using us in the back end right they are reselling our product but they are uh, adding their services and selling it to their client here we are only interacting with the recruitment company not with the end audience they are using our product and reselling that solution that is reselling or mm -hmm. there are channel partners who resell it for a commission so if they are reselling it they will take certain commissions from us right so that is reselling partnerships reselling partnerships usually works when you have a high value product right you when your arpu is very large and they get huge commissions if you, if you have like a, um, a product which is like $400 per month reselling that 10% 20% will not really excite them mm -hmm. so the arpu should be higher for reselling partnerships the second partnerships is very very important for saas companies that is tech partnerships here comes integration building right well, imagine uh, freshworks you all know fresh desk uh, fresh desk plus slack is an amazing combination for instance that whoever wants to um, uh, do in help desk if they get a ticket they need to collaborate internally so imagine that slack and uh, fresh desk are talking to each other then whatever conversation you are doing in slack getting a resolution and marketeer automatically it will get uh, uh, sorted in the ticket and the ticket will be resolved or think about an internal ticketing tool and a slack an it guy receives a, a ticket and uh, he can uh, in, collaborate uh, internally through slack and resolve it right so you you love to do that so it's a use case of uh, product partnerships if even um, in a layman language uh, the famous uh, example i would like always love to give us imagine um, in a uh, in a digital assistant you like like alexa right imagine that you like uh, alexa and the uh, digital assistant but calendar you use google mm -hmm. and uh, uh, when you uh, want alexa to read your google calendar if there is no integration and they have integration only with alexa calendar then the use case is not interesting but imagine that uh, google the same google is giving that integration you will might well go for google because you would like to get up and ask like hey uh, google or hey alexa what is there in my calendar uh -huh. so it is very important that you form that integration between your product so that customers feel it easy of use instead of using multi product all their products talk to each other is very important so this integration on prod our product partnerships is very very important our technology partnerships people call it differently either uh -huh. they say it as technology partnerships they say it as integration partners partnerships or product partnerships this is very key because this is only going to talk as solution right so that their customers will become your customers your customers will become their customers so both of you will grow mutually so this is key partnerships for any saas companies to grow so um, uh, a small use case if i have to give um, to, uh, tomorrow i am doing uh, um, you ask me like what is partnership marketing i will tie that uh, with this example uh, tomorrow i am doing a, um, a, a panel or a webinar with uh, slack uh you know um, um uh, let's consider slack aws freshworks is coming together and doing a webinar that will be seen as an industry thought leadership series rather than a brand webinar right mm -hmm. and that automatically like each one of us are bringing like 200 300 registrations on our own 
you get one event for 600 registrations for the effort you're putting for 200 registrations. So all of us get 600 registration to be shared. So your cost is one third, your effort is one third, but your leads are tripled, right? More partners come, more sharing happens. Yes, yeah, another point. thing. Yeah, and another, uh, so here your CPL will dramatically go down. You know better, the cost of digital marketing has gone up almost 40%, right? So this really helps in terms of referral traffic, uh, you know, your bidding, uh, as well as your, uh, um, you know, lead source, everything, your CPL will be way, way lesser if you go with uh, technology partnerships marketing. Mm -hmm. And certainly, uh, churn is the biggest problem in SaaS companies, right? People easily churn from you. But there is a study we did uh, uh, through uh, Freshworks. Uh, we found out if your customers are using more than one app, their chances of getting churn is reduced by 50%. If they use more than two apps or integration, but I mean like integration apps that they're connecting. Integration apps, exactly. Mm -hmm. So their churn will reduce by seventy five percent because the cost of switching will go high for them. So they don't want to churn because again they uh, all your uh, uh, links will break and you need to again build that. So the how uh, for us it is uh, uh, costly for them also is costly. So it is important you tie them as much as possible for that. You need a lot of product partnerships, right? And to reduce your CPL, you need product partnerships marketing. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, partnerships marketing or partnerships is very key for uh, SaaS growth, right? Third is affiliate partnerships. There are a lot of professional uh, services companies like, uh, you know, small, small companies who will have a handful of clients whom they can refer you to your product and you can give them a handful of commissions. So that can become a revenue channel for them. So they don't resell you or implement you or they don't partner, uh, they don't uh, form any integration with you rather than they just refer clients to you mm -hmm. and they get commissions for that, right? Or revenue share for that. That is affiliate partnerships. Mostly the mid-sized and small companies engage into that uh, uh, forum, right? So these are the three major types of partnerships and tiering uh, of partnerships also, right? You should tier any partnerships as strategic, uh, you know, um, uh, regular partnerships and long tail partnerships. Strategic partnerships is something or you're growing in the ecosystem. For example, right, you are very uh, uh, know, well, well known about Shopify. So Shopify people go and grow in that ecosystem. A lot of partners go build their solution in their ecosystem, right? In that, what is the use of Shopify? Shopify is getting uh, benefited. Their customers are adapting more and more apps. They will not churn from them. Because mm -hmm. they are using more uh, integration apps, right? That's why they invite uh, uh, partners. So that is strategic partnerships. If any partners are on your size and your integration, like mutually you can grow with each other. You can equal your power, right? You can bring in 200 leads, they can bring in 200 leads. You can uh, introduce 10 clients, they can introduce 10 clients. That is mutual growth partnerships, right? And this is very key for you to select this kind of partnerships. And also, you should also allow other partners to thrive on your ecosystem. That is long-tail uh, partnerships, where your churn will go down by giving variety of solution to your customers. So these three tiering and three types of partnerships are very important for any SaaS companies, which you need to invest more, which you need to invest less is depending upon your product and nature of uh, uh, you know ICP you are going after. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was a lot. Um, thank you for that. It, um, I mean, one of the things that really stood out to me, well, a couple of points you made really stood out to me. So I just kind of want to recap them again. Um, I mean, A, the stack that once your software is integrated with other softwares, the, the churn rate is, is likely to go down. Um, that's, a, that's a really big um, point to, for, for me that I never thought about. 
sure a lot of people might 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 learn a lot from that as well. And then the the other thing you said is is on the tech partnerships. I'd imagine there, there there's two really great selling points that you touched on, and, and one is you know the the findability or visibility by the fact that you're in a marketplace of of, of integrations or apps um, that will help you to be found by people who are already using your your partner's platform. Um, but then secondarily, the fact that you have the integration um, becomes a feature that just makes it much easier. Even if you're not found through that other source through your partner, the fact that you integrate with a partner that someone might already be using, let's say Slack, makes it just a, a, a feature benefit that, that makes it a more attractive product. Exactly, exactly. And another important uh, point is, we, as we discussed, it reduces your CPL. Right, your cost yeah. per lead will go down, and you can attract more referral traffics. So, more you do with this partners, better your referral traffics also will come, and your CPL will also go down. Your churn also will go down. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so, tell me a little bit. How, how do you find the right and most effective partners for for a company? For that, first you must know your ICP and your partner ICP well. So, you always mm -hmm. partner with someone who shares a common ICP. That is very important, right? You can't have like uh, SMB as your ICP and partners should not have mid-market as their ICP or you should not have mid-market as their ICP as YC. Makes a lot of sense. Or, yeah, that's very important. See, even region is still okay, right? See, I am so strong in APAC, you are so strong in US, still you can partner. And you can tell them that hey, I give you visibility in APAC, you give me visibility in US. That's good partnership. Mm -hmm. But segment or the personas are different, then it's very tough for you to have good partnerships right and uh, so it's very important to find the right icp uh share between mm -hmm. both of you and also it cannot be one way all the time right either you get all the benefits and you don't have anything to offer to your partners then that partnership is never going to be successful mm -hmm. so you need to identify the partnership where it can be given take all right it, it is not one way right my customer also should get benefited your customer also should get benefited then only it's going to uh, work in the long term. So, and also another thing is um, you need to find the 20% of partners who is making 80% of impact to you instead of going for like 80 partners who are going to give that 20% impact. So it is very uh -huh. important to narrow down your focus list and the type of partnerships. You should not go and do every type of partnerships, right? Which kind of partnerships is going to give you more worth? You need to invest on that. And also you need to ensure that your partnership also is going to give them that 80% of the impact. So if you formulate all these things, you will find the right partnerships. Okay. Reciprocity makes a lot of sense. Um, so once you've identified these, these potential partners, same ICP, you're not competing products, et cetera. How do you, how do you start building those relationships and, and making those, those agreements? Um, it's very important straight away. You don't jump the gun, right? A lot of people, what they do is, the moment they uh, form a partnership, they will say, hey, can you introduce me to clients? I'll introduce you to clients. It will not work like that because the moment you go, you just imagine tomorrow you go to your client and say that, hey, I have partnered with XYZ. Uh, do you want to speak to them? Why will they? Right? They will feel that why are you forcing me to speak to someone? Right? And you're, they will even get irritated and they may churn. So rather than you need to educate them first. So any partnership, you need to have a proper GTM. Uh, right from awareness game, right? You need to build the social shoutouts, newsletter mentions. You need to do a lot of traffic building activity like blogs, uh, you know, uh, content together. You need to build and you need to um, know both of your audience that you are partners and your solution is making some impact. And post that, you need to slowly graduate them to webinars, 
then do focus round tables then come to introduction part right so you uh, best uh, uh, source i have always seen us if you identify the top 10 or 15 partners you wanted to go uh, go about always have a quarterly planning do at least one traffic related activity and one lead gen related activity right after doing that consistently for two to three quarters then include cross uh, that is co selling as well right hey i introduce you three clients you introduce me three clients every month so mm-hmm. graduate to that level so that's the secret right. sauce i So 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 that sounds I guess maybe how how you're building and strengthening those relationships but if I'm working in a SaaS company today and I don't have any partnerships yet what's my first step in in building those relationships from from scratch is it is it cold email do you just connect with people on LinkedIn on LinkedIn or going to events you know if you if you started in a company that had no partnership program how would you go about connecting with those those ideal partners it's it's a great question right first uh, uh, get your value prop right before getting connected because that's very important because connecting today is very easy aren because uh, there are a lot of uh, interesting tools right like ample marketing uh, uh, ample market is a good tool linkedin sales navigator is a good tool where you can actually go ahead and put the kind of companies you wanted to and the partnership contact you wanted to go and the, the tool is going to help you but that's not important do you have that value prop correctly why are you calling them are you calling them for integration what benefit they are going to have so if you could narrow down that messaging right definitely a linkedin reach out will help you mm-hmm. and as for socializing in the events like uh, you have like saas saas boomi saas connects kind of events right just go socialize there you will get to know a lot of companies which will uh, you know um, which will have mutual uh, business interest mm-hmm. and also one another short hack we do is uh whenever your brand is uh, um, uh, for example right I- i'll just tell you multiplier we go and uh, uh, sponsor big event like hr tech asia wherever the hr uh, people are coming right mm-hmm. or uh, you know um, something in us uh, hr.com hrm we go and uh, sponsor there uh, as a partnership uh, marketing person i used to go to that event mm-hmm. i used to visit all the booths whoever is sharing the same icps whoever is attacking like this right i'll just go and casually like like why they are for the event what who are their icps and mm-hmm. casually will say hey, can we join together and do something if both of us are trying to have the same icps right that's a good starting point so we can you need not do a separate event rather than your own brand events where you are going and participating in expos you can do or you can walk uh, into networking events like saas bhumi saas connect saaster and do it mm-hmm. or you can shortlist the companies uh, use like ample market sales navigator tool go do a cold reach out but you need to have your partnership story right for making this connect successful that's great advice i like that um i think it's probably very easy to start off on linkedin i think there's great ways just to make it all about giving at the beginning just to get your foot in the door and then you could build out the the relationship after you've kind of started that conversation um you you've shared a lot about how to i guess best practices in terms of how to start growing your your partnership program can you share with us some some common mistakes or pitfalls that you think people should avoid if they're if they're running a program like this the biggest pitfall is uh, you will onboard partners left right and center that's one mistake people will do they will uh-huh. just they will become greedy and they will ask everybody for partnerships they will try to onboard like 80 partners 100 partners and they will lose the focus mm-hmm. right that's the important uh, problem and uh, uh what will happen is if you uh, onboard them and then you st- you don't engage with them uh, then eventually the interest will die 
and the word of mouth will go bad right they will reach out for partnerships but they will not do anything after that right mm-hmm. it's name like partnership so once that word of mouth goes especially in the saas industry the world is small right you lose that uh, connect so you need to be very careful while onboarding like what we are going to do with that partner for next 3 months you should keep it in mind if you just ghost them like i have a, a lot of times i have seen lot of people just go on one spree and onboard partners like 30 partners i onboarded 40 mm-hmm. partners i onboarded. but they will forget that what that 30 partners we have onboarded for what we should do with them so that will become kind of cold you cannot go after two quarters and suddenly say hey two quarters before i onboarded you can we do something now that's mm-hmm. not going to help right so that's one common mistake people do and second mistake people does is as i told earlier that they will jump into post selling and they will start pushing for them revenue right hey give me clients my management is asking please give me clients you should not do that right because you should build a long term uh, relationship and the third thing is we will not give enough time the another uh, pit, pitfall or i would say even it's a, a very difficult thing for a partner or a ship person to do is to make the management believe it's a long term effort but it will come as a channel of revenue because as i told first two quarters there a lot of warming up has to be done in mm-hmm. third quarter a lot of execution will happen in the fourth quarter only you will start seeing that as a predictable revenue till that you need to do a lot of base work it is like building a constructing house right your basement need to be very strong for that mm-hmm. and once the basement is done it's very easy for you to keep building the stories yeah. but um, but that patience is something lot of uh, people miss having so that's another common pitfall um, we do right and the uh, fourth one is um, and it should be actually the first one always thinking about us and we will not think about what the partner wants like it's it's like one way it's always should be mutual you should be learn to be a giver first you need to give start building the trust and then only ask but a lot of times we will start asking and partners will not feel very comfortable and they will think that you are trying to push uh, your product to them and they will lose the trust and they will not invest in the long term relationship mm-hmm. you you spoke about going after too many partners at the beginning what what do you think is the sweet spot in terms of of how many partners should you try to to sign up at the at the beginning of of, of this type of program because you know you, you mentioned before you know kind of the 80 20 rule that you know 20% of your partners are going to give 80% of your results. I'd imagine like you can't start with two or three because you just might not find the right ones. Is it we start with 10 let's say? Like what do you recommend? Uh I would say 15 to 20 is a good okay. number to start with so that uh, it's a good pilot number for you also to find what kind of partners are working for you. So if in 20 if like three four works for you you know like okay the, out of this three four you will now know okay now I have to build this another 20 list like this four. Mm-hmm. So you will learn that so be- beginning start with 20 i would say and then at least like four or five successful out of it look like partners go and search and hunt mm-hmm. and then i would i would imagine just I'm, i'm brainstorming this type of program you know if i were to do it with the company that i'm working with as you sign up those 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 uh those new partners and, and maybe you touched on this earlier having an idea of what type of program you want to launch and kick off with them at the beginning you know we've just created this pot this webinar we would love to you know do this as a joint webinar or or have have a a template or or a process for doing a a joint um a joint you know panel or something like that where you just invite them to put a, a subject matter expert together with one of yours and you just know this is the original way that the start that we want to kick off this type of engagement having a couple of things in in mind so that your process for implementation of those things is is simpler because you're not trying to do a different type of program with every one of the different partners is that correct 
Yes. So uh, uh, again, right, uh, the set template, uh, GTM launch template we all used to have. The uh, Predominantly, definitely, when a partnership is signed, a mutual social announcement, mutual, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, newsletter announcement, mutual blog, uh, guest blogging uh, with each other, all these standard ones you have to definitely do uh, uh-huh. in order to socialize between two uh, uh, companies. And then the webinar or event is something you need to take a call depending upon their uh, strength. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies are very strong in webinars, right? Then do webinars with them. If certain people will be very interested in doing, they, they go and uh, sponsor a lot of industry events, then go and jointly host a happy hour with them in the end of the event, right? Hey, I'm also participating. You're also participating. Let's uh, come together and use a joint, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. have uh, happy hours. Happy so it sounds like it might not be just about having a, a similar ICP, but maybe knowing some of the marketing strengths within these partners. And okay, we want to do webinars. These guys like to do webinars. We want to do events. These guys like to do events. And so there could be even more alignment rather than just having, you know, the right ICP, right? Yeah. And also it can be bartered. For instance, like, hey, I don't know to do events, but if you guys do, I can come and, uh, you know, sponsor that. Take it. Or you don't do much events. They do good events. Go and sponsor it, Mm -hmm. right? That could be, or... Uh, like, hey, one event I do, you come and participate. Instead of the, that, can you do one webinar for me? I'll come and just uh, give a speaker. You can do that as well, right? You can do barter or you can do co-hosting, depending upon knowing the strength. Love so the it. moment you yeah. do a planning session, that's what I said, like every quarter you need to start doing planning sessions. Mm-hmm. Great. And so let's say you've got your program going for it. How do you measure the impact of an effective partnership program? See, uh, uh, to measure the impact as it's a long-term game, right? Straight away, you can't measure on logos. Rather than you, how you can start measuring is, uh, to start with, first, you need to see like how frequently your partners are engaging. And those activities, how much of referral traffic you are able to bring in, mm-hmm. if it is a content activity, all right? That will be definitely lesser than what you are spending on your paid or something, right? That's a yeah. good indicator to start sure. with. That indicator is going good then go with webinar or uh, this thing, then go with CPL, right? Once the traffic, then graduate to CPL, then graduate to cost per MQL, then graduate to cost per SQL. Uh So automatically it will, but in the beginning, if you start going to cost per SQL, it's not going to help you. Yeah. So you you know, like a first quarter, I will see how much of referral traffic I'm bringing in, leading metrics one. Second quarter, how much of leads I'm bringing in at what CPL. Third quarter, cost per MQL I will work on. Fourth quarter, cost per SQL I work on. Because yeah. why fourth quarter, cost per SQL? Because you are going to introduce some clients to them. They are going to introduce something to you. So automatically your SQL will be much cheaper. Excellent. I like that approach. I've, I've recently pitched this the, the same perspective to a company when, when talking about um, content marketing and LinkedIn, you know, uh, employee evangelist type of program. Like don't expect SQLs in the first month. In the beginning, it's about traffic, engagement. Second month is about leads, et cetera, just like you described. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Um, I feel like I know so much more about partnership marketing than I did half an hour ago. Um, Cindy, let's jump into our, um, our lightning round. A couple of quick questions, a couple of quick answers, and we'll wrap up in a few minutes. Um, so the first question I would ask you then is what book would you recommend to listeners to read? It could be a business book, a fiction book, nonfiction. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't get this question. Can you come again, Aaron? Sure. What, what book would you recommend to listeners to read it could be a, a fiction book or a non-fiction book uh, okay book uh so uh i am a big um i love to read uh mythological books 
So uh, in India, you have uh, a lot of mythological writers like Kalki, Sandali, and so we do something like Pony and Sylvan. A big uh, five-part series book now has come as a big movie and it got uh, released and collected a big thing also. So Pony and Sylvan is something, uh, it's even available in English. It's an amazing mythological uh, or the uh, historical story uh, mixed with fiction. Um, that is something I love all the time. I would uh, uh, suggest that okay, for sure. Great. Super. And uh, on a professional side, Blue Ocean Strategy is something I would recommend. Okay, great. Um, what's your favorite marketing or productivity tool right now? Uh, Ample Market. Ample Market? Okay. Yeah. What, what is that? Uh, that is something, as I told, right? Uh, it's very easy uh, for us to identify our ICPs and it's it's kind of a magic you can set your sequence in terms of like a give uh, like the last post last few posts of them then give the connect give uh, uh, you know post uh, this many days drop this message mm-hmm. post this many days drop this email you can set all these things uh, and they, it will scrap from linkedin get and build those sequences so i love it cool i'm going to check it out um who is your favorite marketing or business leader that you're learning from today um, Stacey Edson of uh, CMO of uh, Freshworks is someone I uh, really look up to, and I all uh, I learned a lot from her uh, for sure. So yeah, I'm a uh, leader as well as some marketing leader. I love her. Super. And where can our listeners go to learn more about you and connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn. Okay, so everyone should go follow Cindy on LinkedIn. We'll definitely link to her profile in the show notes. Um, Cynthia, thank you so much. This has been a great interview. I've learned a lot about partnership marketing that I didn't know before. I've got some uh, ideas that I'm already thinking about for for some projects I'm starting to work on. uh, Thanks to you. So appreciate uh, all your sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed this conversation as well. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Xamarin Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.